welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, Happy New Year! I'm excited to get going into 2023, but I don't want to just be doing everything by the seat of my pants either, so it's time to do a little planning and thinking about how we want to go into this year. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about rest, planning, and get into some of the specific things that I want to do with this podcast in 2023. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash 2023. Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a way to hit all my nutritional needs, and with AG1, it makes it super easy. My ADHD can make it really hard to do that, too, as the executive dysfunction sets in and I'm trying to feed myself gets harder and harder throughout the day. So what really sells it for me is just how easy it is. With one scoop of AG1, I'm getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day out right. And AG1 is something that has been in my repertoire for years. I started taking it well before I was contacted about advertising, so it was an easy decision to bring them on because it's already something I use and believe in. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ADHD. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash ADHD to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, keep on listening to find out what's going on with Hacking Your ADHD in 2023. Despite all the planning you do, life can come at you fast. Even while working on this episode, my wife and son tested positive for COVID. This, of course, means that many of my plans for the beginning of the year are going to be changed up a bit. Since I'm the healthy adult in the house, that means all the meals and cleaning are on me, and while I'm currently doing a good job of over-functioning in the face of everything, I know I can't keep that up forever. And this relates to one of the most important aspects of planning we need to consider, which is taking time off. Sure, it's great that I'm getting everything done and I feel good now, but I can also guarantee that isn't going to last even though it feels like it's going to. One topic I've mentioned a few times on this podcast is the hot-cold empathy gap, which is where it's hard for us to relate to others or even ourselves when we're in a different physical or emotional state. So when we're calm, it's hard for us to predict how we're going to be thinking when we're angry. When we're tired, it's hard for us to imagine what it's like going to be when we've got energy. And with ADHD, we also have a tendency to view these states as permanent. That when I'm tired, not only can I not imagine what it's going to be like when I've got that energy, but it also feels like I'm going to feel tired forever. And while I absolutely know that I'm going to feel better after taking a break, part of me feels like it's going to be impossible to ever get that energy again, that this is just who I am from now on. And the other side of this is also true. In that state of high energy and over-functioning, it feels like I can just keep going. It's hard for me to picture what it's going to feel like once I'm not in that state anymore. This can make planning incredibly hard because if I'm not anticipating how I'm going to be feeling in the future, especially in terms of how much energy I'm going to have, it makes it super easy to overplan on what I'm going to accomplish. 
It makes it easy to keep adding onto my daily to-do list because, well, all that stuff does need to get done. And, well, I feel like I could do it right now. And, well, and well, when 4 p.m. rolls around, I bet I'll feel the same way, too. But history has told me a different story. I actually know pretty well that around 4 p.m., I do have an energy dip. And if I'm trying to plan certain tasks during that time, I'm way more likely to just blow them off. I mean, I'll feel bad about blowing them off, but I'll also have zero energy or motivation to accomplish them. Now, being in my current state, I'm not sure that I'm going to have the same energy flows, but I do know that I'm not going to have so much energy throughout the day, so while I might be able to flex my overfunctioning right now and get more done, what I'm really doing is borrowing that from my future self, meaning that I'm setting myself up to crash later. I don't want to be overly dramatic about this, because sure, when we need to, we can push a little bit harder and get the results we need, and it's okay for us to do that. But generally, that's not actually what we're doing. We don't just push a little bit harder. We go all the way. We see that well that we can drink from and we just greedily slurp it up. I'm not saying this in any kind of moralistic kind of way. Sometimes we do need that extra something something to get us over the hump of whatever needs to get done. What I am trying to say, though, is that we need to realize that doing so does come with consequences. Again, this is the hot cold empathy gap. I'm feeling good now. So I'm just going to keep feeling that way because I can't imagine feeling any other way. But we're not always going to be able to keep up that level. We have fluctuations of energy throughout the day and week. And what we really need to pay attention to is how we're treating ourselves when we're not feeling that great. For a long time, I was incredibly unkind to myself about needing time for rest and recovery. I can still feel that way sometimes. It's easy to forget that we're not built for running at 100% all of the time. We need to give ourselves space for rest and recovery. And that also needs to come in when we're doing our planning. Most often we're sitting down to plan, we're thinking about all the things that we're going to be doing, but we tend to neglect the time in between, the time when we're not doing, time when we're resting, time when we're letting ourselves recover, time when we're just not being productive. And let me reassure you that we all need time for that. This is about preventing burnout. This is about preserving our mental health, and this is about feeling good about ourselves. When we get too focused on all the things we're supposed to be doing, and all the things we're failing at, and the things that are falling through the cracks because we're not doing too much, we're just being drained of our best selves. So as we're entering 2023, I want us to not only think about those things that we want to do, but also to really focus on when we're going to be taking that time off. When are we going to be letting ourselves not do stuff? And I do feel like that's a bit of a misnomer there because it's not that we aren't doing anything. It's more about doing the things that we enjoy and not doing the things that are necessarily the most productive. Things that are going to let us recharge and things that aren't about the grind. And also to be fair here though, it is okay to just not do anything. It's okay to spend time scrolling on your phone and it's okay to melt into your couch and let yourself do nothing. Now, with that said, it's also nice to look forward at what we want to do. Just make sure that we're doing the other part first, because it can be real easy to completely fill out our calendars with all those things we're going to be doing, and then realize, well, hey, I don't have room for relaxation anymore. No, we need to add that time to our calendars first. The recovery time needs to be non-negotiable. But once we have that in there, we can look at the things that we do want to do. And once we have that in there, we can then look at all those things that we do want to add in. And I want to take this time to talk a little bit about where I want to take this podcast in 2023. 
Because while it's all well and good for me to be thinking about this and writing down my goals, the decisions I make are going to be affecting my listeners the most. Of course, it's also important to know what I'm not going to be focusing on here, which is metrics. Now, metrics can be somewhat important. As I've started adding a few advertisers to the show, having those numbers is important for me to have. But in the grand scheme of my podcast, they are somewhat meaningless. One of the lessons that's incredibly important for me to understand as a content creator is that I cannot win the game of number go higher. There is no point when I look at my download numbers and I'll go, well, I've done it. I've reached my goal and now I'm completely satisfied. In fact, more often than not, those numbers aren't going to make me feel good. By all accounts, I should feel great about how the podcast is doing in terms of downloads. In three years, I've already passed 3 million downloads and I'm on pace to easily pass 5 million by the end of this year. When people ask me how I feel about that, I tell them I feel great, but the truth is I don't really feel much of anything. Those numbers don't really mean anything to me. Like I read them and it blows me away. Like, yeah, the show has been downloaded that many times. That's wild. But also, I don't know, it's just a number. And so when I'm looking at things to do in 2023, I'm going to be trying to stay away from that kind of goal. Because I know it's not really going to change anything for me by the end of the year if I have 5 million downloads or 10 million downloads. The point is that when we're thinking about goals and the things that we want to do in the upcoming year, it's important to focus on the things that we're actually going to feel good about. So for the podcast, there are a number of places I would love to work on growing. Certainly, bringing in more advertisers would be nice, but I also want to ensure that I'm not advertising things I don't believe in. Having Athletic Greens reach out to me was great because it was a product that I already used, so that wasn't a hard decision to make. And of course, I have had other advertisers reach out to me that I haven't gone with, like a CBD gummy company. While I have seen claims that CBD can help with some ADHD stuff, I haven't actually seen any robust studies showing those results, and so I couldn't in good faith advertise that kind of thing on the show. Nor do I want the show to become completely overwhelmed with advertising. I've certainly listened to podcasts where you get ad roll after ad roll, and it's just too much. So it's going to be about finding the balance in what I want and what helps the show grow. Along with that, I also want to work on having more interesting interviews on the show. But specifically, I want to be having more people that I reach out to instead of people reaching out to me. I get a lot of pitches for this show, and many of them are just not great fits for the show or people who are simply peddling misinformation about ADHD. Last year, I felt like I had a lot of great interviews that I really enjoyed, but I also had a few that ended up being clear misses. So I really want to make sure that I'm not doing that again this year. That means more vetting of the people who approach me and figuring out who I want on the show based on my interests. This also means I'd love to work on getting onto other podcasts. I had a few interviews last year, and they were always a ton of fun to do, so I think that's something I could definitely try and fit into this year. So if you've got a podcast and you're looking for a guest, feel free to reach out. Now, while I look at all the things I want to do in the coming year, it's also incredibly important that I'm not trying to do them all at once. Often when I'm looking at a list like this, it feels like I should just be able to put in a little bit of effort in all of the categories and make progress on everything all at once. But more often than not, that doesn't work out so well. When I'm looking at the list, I'm not thinking about all the potential snags I might hit. I'm not thinking about how my productivity is going to vary day to day. I'm thinking, oh, I'll just do X and Y and that'll take care of the, and then, hey, maybe I can even add a couple more things onto here. So instead, what I want to do is figure out the places that I want to focus on the most first. This is just prioritization, but that can be incredibly difficult for those of us with ADHD, because 
often everything feels important. But there are a few ways that we can help ourselves narrow it down. One of my favorite comes from the book The One Thing, and that's the focusing question. What's the one thing that I can do such by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Now, that does feel a bit wordy, so I like to also think of that, what could I do that would make my life easier? Is there anything on this list that if I did that, well, the rest of the list would be easier to complete? If so, I should do that thing first. In my case, that would probably be finding more interview guests, because when I'm doing interviews, I'm doing less writing, which gives me more time to work on other stuff. But that shouldn't be my only criteria here. I also want to ask myself, what would I be happiest completing? What would I feel most proud for having done? That's a pretty hard question, but something that I feel is worth thinking on. I don't know if this list contains anything that would qualify, so it's probably also worth me investigating what might fill that role. And then it's also important for me to consider that, hey, I've got a whole year. I don't have to figure all of this stuff out right now. It's okay to let myself roll what's going on because, hey, as I said in the beginning, things change fast and I've got to be able to just do the best I can with what I've got. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. No top tips on this one, but I hope you guys are having a great new year and I'm looking forward to bringing you a bunch of great episodes throughout the year. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. You can also reach me on Twitter at hackingyouradhd. And I've also just launched a TikTok channel that you can find by searching for Hacking Your ADHD. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can find those on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share episodes with someone you think would get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I loved this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd get a lot out of it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2, 5, 10, 25, or even $50 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. Why couldn't the ocean wave? Its hands were tied.